0: Welcome everyone to Self-Guided Season 2, Episode 2. In this episode, we'll be discussing the topic of overcoming body shaming and negative self-talk, both of which are highly prevalent in today's society. It's important to recognize that body shaming and negative self-talk have significant impact on our mental health, and we need to address these issues head-on, no pun intended. So today, we'll be exploring the nature of body shaming and negative self-talk, understanding their impact, and discussing strategies to overcome them. Let's dive right in. First, let's define what body shaming and negative self-talk are. Body shaming is the act of criticizing or mocking someone's physical appearance, while negative self-talk refers to the inner dialogue that we have with ourselves that's often overly critical, or harsh. So body shaming is when someone criticizes your appearance or body in any way. It can be direct, like someone calls you fat or ugly with ill intent. Or indirect, like when someone makes fun of another person's body. That's still body shaming. Negative self-talk happens when you talk down about yourself. To yourself, to others. For example, if you tell yourself things like, I'm not good enough, I'm too fat, too skinny, not ripped enough, all of those things, and so many more, that counts as negative self-talk. Now, where do these harmful behaviors come from? Body shaming and negative self-talk can stem from societal standards, media influences, and even personal experiences. For example, you might have been teased about your weight as a child, seeing an adult, even as an adult, or you've seen countless ads promoting unattainable beauty standards. Real-life examples include negative comments about someone's body shape, size, or appearance, or ability, or internal thoughts such as, again, I'm too fat, I'll never be attractive enough. These behaviors are often learned and not often questioned. I know that, especially for my own negative self talk, it was learned from my environment and community. What was learned externally became internalized and well practiced to the point that my habitual thoughts were simply about something I could or should improve about my body. Yours may be different, of course, but the point is that. I repeated these thoughts so often that they became a habit, unquestioned beliefs, and the first thing my brain offers me when I'm in a new situation, for instance, or anything that might make me nervous. What I didn't know, that I'm hoping to impart to you now, is that your body is beautiful. But it's up to you to learn how to appreciate it. And I mean beauty in all of its ways. What it looks like, how it feels, what it feels like to be in it, all the things that happen to it, the way it responds, all the things about your body. Simply beautiful, simply wonderful. But it's up to you to learn how to appreciate it, how to see it for what it is. My body was always beautiful. And it was always my responsibility to appreciate it. So you can make a shift. And it doesn't have to be that difficult. The problem is that we're all programmed to look for the negative in ourselves and others. It serves its purpose. That's not what we want here about our bodies. So we don't see our own beauty by default, by habit of the brain. This isn't just about being skinny or fat. This is about feeling good about yourself as a whole person inside and out. Not just what you look like on the outside, but also what you look like on the inside, and how you treat those around you and yourself. That's because the relationship you have with your body mirrors the relationship you have with yourself as a person and with others. Oh, that was a very hard awakening for me. As someone who strives to be kind and caring, to see that I had been so very mean to myself, to my body. But it was also a gift. The more accepting I became of my body, the more accepting I became of myself and others, more so than I ever thought possible. So why is it essential to address body shaming and negative self-talk? They can have a detrimental effect on your mental health. They can lead to depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem, among so many other issues. It's crucial that we overcome these challenges to improve our mental well-being, which will then improve or allow you to navigate in this world the way that you want to, on purpose and with intention, at the risk of repeating myself. How we are towards our body, how we try to fix it all the time when we don't like it, is time, energy, and money ill-spent that keeps you from showing up the way that you want to. Be on that stage, sharing your message as a healer or a coach, or in your personal life to get in those pictures. But there are strategies for overcoming body shaming and negative self-talk, and you'll see why I put both of those together, even though one comes from the outside, body shaming, whereas the other comes from the inside, negative self-talk. I believe that the strategies I'll offer help you navigate both, help you overcome both. Let's go ahead and talk about those actionable steps that you can take to accept your body as it is. Let's begin with preventive care. Before anyone says anything, before your own brain offers something negative about your body, get to know yourself. Get to know your body. Get grounded in the knowing of who you are, that you already know for a fact. It's super solid here. Allow it to become what you rest on when you experience body shaming or negative self-talk. That can look like so many different practices. That's going to be unique for each of us. But when you think about it, or the moment I mentioned it, the idea of grounding yourself in who you are, who you know you are for sure, what came up for you? Try that first thing. Try to do more of that, whatever that was. Next is self-care. It is also crucial in overcoming body shaming and negative self-talk. Set aside time for yourself. Engage in activities that make you appreciate the body that you have. And surround yourself with positive influences. This could include moving your body. Could include changing who you follow on social media. Or spending time with supportive friends and family who speak kindly of your body. Of those three, which are you willing to start trying today? There's no right or wrong answer. Just take a step. Lastly, consider tools and resources that can help you in your journey. It can be books such as The Gift of Imperfection by Brene Brown, which will help even if it's not necessarily about the body, you can apply the same principles to your body. These types of books can offer valuable insights and encouragement. And never underestimate the power of support groups either in person or online, which can provide a safe space to share your feelings and experiences with others who understand. In fact, you are so welcome to check out the different offerings that I have that include other people. If what you want is a support group, I do offer those occasionally throughout the year. Go check it out. Now, when someone has said something or your own brain has started on you about your body, how it feels, how it looks, how it moves, whatever it may be, you'll require a different approach. The approach that I want to offer is to challenge the intended body shaming or negative thought. When you catch yourself engaging in negative self-talk, counteract it with a question. Challenge may be a strong word, so we're going to use the word question if that feels better for you. So for example, if you think, I don't like my legs, challenge the thought, question the thought by breaking it apart. Like, is it everything about my legs that I'm not fond of, Or is there space for that statement to have some nuance? Some parts of it are true, some parts of it are not so true. You might notice how much you fancy a certain shape on your leg, or maybe your skin tone or softness or any other quality. The nuance that you will have uncovered will be that openness that you need to counteract the body-shaming, or the negative self-talk. Because thoughts are funny, right? They're a little bit funny because they happen in the brain. So we tend to believe them as fact, but they are not. They are perception, opinion, appraisals, judgments. And just between us, have you ever changed your mind about someone or something? I mean, sure you have. And you can do the same about those thoughts about your body. Now, what about when it comes from someone else, right, in the form of body shaming? You can't control someone else. You can't help them change their mind about it. I mean, maybe you could, but how long and tedious would that be? So I want to offer something different. What if they're wrong about you, about your body? Could you be okay with them just being wrong, misinformed? The same could be applied to your own brain, actually. Could you be wrong about your body? I want to give you uh, an example here. Let's just say you enjoy dance competitions. And you and some friends get together to either go see it live or watch it on TV, whatever it may be. You and those people, maybe you're, you know, maybe half a dozen or so people. You are all going to see and witness the exact same thing. The exact same bodies, moving, dancing, interpreting the music. And yet, you will each have different opinions, different ways of qualifying, of describing what you've just seen. Two of you may have the same favorite uh, pair of dancers, and others might look at them and go, oh my goodness, no, they weren't as flexible as they could be. They didn't hit the no the way they should have. Et cetera, etc, cetera. all about you know, how their bodies are performing. Could they be wrong? Could you be wrong? Is it possible that there is no factual answer to be had, which means there's possibility and you get to really allow people to have their own opinion. And I mean, if you're talking about these dancers, whatever these people's opinion of the dancers that differ yours, It wouldn't really bother you. I mean, I guess it depends on how invested you are in this dance competition or whatever you're watching, but you wouldn't be so invested You'd be like, ah, fine, we disagree, we don't think, we didn't notice the exact same things, et cetera. With practice, you can do that when somebody says something about your body as well. Does that absolve them of responsibility? No. No, it does not. And it does not mean to become a doormat. I am addressing the issue from what you can do for you, how you can support yourself. Body shaming and negative self-talk are things we all experience at one time or another. But it's possible to make that shift and it doesn't have to be that difficult. Body shaming is really a form of bullying that can have negative effect on your mental health. Self-talk can also be harmful. It's actually the voice you're going to hear more often, more than the body shaming. So it's important to be aware of what you're thinking about your body. It may seem like an impossible task at first. I am with you. I thought it was impossible at first too. But you'll find that once you start noticing your thoughts, there will be less and less room for them in the future. Because remember, you're going to be questioning them and challenging them and seeing the nuance that's available and making space for something different, for a different observation, for a different appreciation, probably of the exact same body part. So just like learning, any new skill or habit takes time to develop those new patterns and behaviors, including those brain habits. But with practice, these things become easier. The fact is, your body is beautiful. And you need to learn how to appreciate it. That doesn't mean you have to be Perfect. In fact, I think that striving for perfectionism can also be harmful. The point is that you could feel good about your body, about yourself, and the way your body looks right now, not in some far off future where everything has been worked out perfectly. Because let's face it, no one ever gets there. So instead of focusing on what could be better about your body or wishing that others would change their opinions of your body, which honestly, if you figure out how to do that, please let me know. So instead, focus on doing something today that will better your body image in some way. Do something with your body that makes you happy, like moving your body in a way that is available to you and feels enjoyable. So understanding body shaming and negative self-talk recognizing their impact on our mental health, and implementing strategies to overcome them are really essential in embracing our bodies as they are because we will always be faced with those challenges. As with most journeys, it's important to prioritize that self-care, that self-compassion with a sprinkle of curiosity. Now, I highly encourage you to play with some of the strategies highlighted on today's podcast. Don't hesitate to seek support if needed, as it's crucial for developing a more positive and accepting relationship with your body. Thank you so, so much for spending your time with me today. Until next time. Do you want to find out what you can start doing today to start seeing a difference in how you see and experience your body? I've got just the thing. It's called the Body Image Boosting Rituals Quiz. It'll take the indecision and guesswork out of the equation and provide three, five, and 10-minute practices based on your hidden inner strength. Simply head over to my website, DominicVandal.com, to take the quiz. Make sure to tell your friends about the quiz so they can enjoy it too. And if you have any questions about anything in this episode or in general, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here for you.